Billy, don't be a hero. Don't be a fool with your life. Billy, don't be a hero. Come back and make me a podcast. That makes no sense. You cannot make someone your podcast. You can only ask that they listen to your podcast. And hopefully that's what you're doing right here and right to now. Okay? And we have a lot of ground to cover today. Uh, Interesting show. We're going to be talking about eggs. Okay? Right? Got to talk about eggs. Uh, Interesting perspective on eggs. We're going to be talking about legs. Okay? Legs and eggs. That's two rhyming topics. Uh, This is bizarre, but the... A weird person is coming by the studio to sing karaoke today. I won't say anything else, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. And then we're going to be talking about some automotive stuff. We're going to be talking about motorcycles, and we're going to be talking about your car. Do you know how to change a flat tire? Do you know what to do if you get a flat? Many of you don't, and we're going to be discussing why you should know how to change A flat tire, because I got into some trouble, and now you're in trouble, because you're on the Harland Highway! (laughs) You just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harland Highway. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harland Highway. Hi, Harland. I'm Teddy Ruxpin, and I'm your friend. Riding down the Harland Highway. I'm not your daddy. All right. I just saw something really weird the other day. And uh, let, let's kick the show off with this. Um, it just threw me off. And here's what it was. I was down at like a mall. And, uh, you know, it's warm weather time. I live in Cali. People wear shorts all year. So I'm walking through this kind of outdoor mall, and uh, I see this guy, this young guy, maybe 25, 30 years old. He's got the tousled hair and the uh, not the full beard, but that kind of in-between beard where it looks like he got the stubble, looks kind of sexy, looks kind of rugged. And this this was a good-looking guy, a brunette, and he had the total, like, tousled, like, uh, kind of just rolled out of bed, rock and roll hairstyle. It wasn't long hair. It was just, you know, down to the back of his neck there. But he totally looked like uh, one of these guys. Like, he'd just come off of a, he was in a sailing race or something. You know, he had the kind of the open neck uh, little jacket and uh, his hair was all blown around and it it looked good and I was like oh this guy looks kind of rugged and then I panned down and the guy had these legs he was wearing shorts and he had hairless legs he had muscular legs but there was no hair on him not a trace of hair and it just threw me off. It looked like, remember when you were a kid, you had those flip books? Those little flip books where you could, it had three portions, and the head could be a clown, and the middle could be a girl in a dress, and then the bottom could be horse's feet. 
and then you flap the three flips over, and then all of a sudden you got a guy in flippers, and you got a guy in a tuxedo, and then you got the head of a giraffe. You, you know what I mean. <laughs> so this guy looked like one of those things, like something was off. Like the top of him, it, it looks like he could, uh, you know, take apart a chainsaw and put it back together. And then the lower half of him looked like he should be like, you know, giving oil massages at a ballet school or something. It was just, it was creepy. Like, it just didn't match. And he wasn't wearing socks. He had, like, the loafers on. And he just had these crazy, you know, girly legs, man. I was just, like, totally weirded out by the whole thing. And I know it sounds like, what are you doing checking out a guy, dude? Well, I wasn't checking out a guy. It was right in front of me. I'm a people person. I observe people. I watch people. I'm watching you right now. So this guy just happened to be walking right towards me. And uh, there's this tousled guy with, like, girly, hairless legs. It's just weird. How do, how do we feel, guys, about the hairless legs on guys? And ladies, how do you feel? I just always get weirded out when I see guys with no hair on their legs. I'm sorry. It just kind of, something feels a little weird. Makes me wonder what else they're shaving, you know? Makes me wonder if they've got a uh, vagina or a wiener. It's just weird. It's weird seeing a guy with smooth legs. It just seems, it doesn't seem right. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being weird, but uh, what do you think? Uh, if you want to call or email me, you can email me at harlowwilliams.com or uh, you can always leave a message at 323-215-1486 and let me know your thoughts about men, if you can call them that, with no hair on their legs. Yuck! Hey, it's Harlan Williams here on the Harland Highway, and I I don't know about this, but sometimes my producers, my bosses want me to interview people or do gimmicky things that they think will help the ratings. Got a guy here who wants to sing karaoke on the air, and it's the Elephant Man. I don't know if you remember that old movie... There was a guy who was born with elephantitis and he wore a bag on his head and I guess he's trying to normalize himself, fit in with society, and he wanted to come in and sing karaoke on my show. How are you doing today, uh, Elephant Man? I'm so good, Father. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, uh, so you want to sing... It looks like Bon Jovi's I'm a Cowboy. Okay, Raj, can we just... Let's do this. Let's play... Uh, here's the Elephant Man singing I'm a Cowboy. Raj, hit the music. I'm a Cowboy. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, but this, I, I appreciate the effort. I appreciate you being here. 
I don't know that this is the avenue for you. Why don't we just take the bag off? Maybe your singing will be a little clearer. Okay, stop it. I'm taking the bag off your head. What the hell? Who's under here? It's Captain James T. Kirk from the Starship Enterprise. What the hell is this, Kirk? Coming in here pretending you're the elephant man. I was seeing how well the security systems were on the Starship Enterprise. I was doing a security drill, seeing if I could penetrate the bridge. You're not on the bridge. You're in my radio. Get out of here. You always think this is the Starship Enterprise. Activate full-ton torpedoes immediately. We're being attacked by the Klingons. Get out of here. Unreal. This place is a freak show. The Elephant Man singing, I'm a cowboy. Do you remember that that movie, The Elephant Man? I don't know if you saw it. It was, it was actually quite good. Anthony Hopkins was in it, and it was actually directed by David Lynch, the guy who did, like, Blue Velvet and Mulholland Drive, and it's one of his more kind of normal movies, I guess, even though it's an obscure kind of topic. The movie's quite... Uh, quite good i think it was actually nominated for oscars back in its day i think it came out in the 70s maybe pretty sure it was the 70s um some great performances and uh just kind of an odd character i guess this guy i think his name was john merrick and he was a real real life uh, kind of freak and uh he was born with elephantitis these giant welts and and you know, extra folds of meat and warts and growths. It, it caused these huge, uh, huge, thick, leathery skin welts. And I guess the, the, the bones grow thicker and wider. And, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, kind of features of an elephant, you know, probably all the features that you don't want if you had something called elephantitis and probably none of the main feature you would want if you see where I'm going here if you had something called elephantitis seems to me uh, you'd want to join Chippendale's dance crew if you had a good form of elephantitis um but what a punishing uh, ailment. Like, you know, we talk about God created us and God created us in his image and God's responsible for all things. What, what, what was God thinking when he decided to throw elephantitis into the mix? You know what? I'll, every, uh, you know, every uh, 1,600,000 th human... I'm going to make them kind of be part human, part elephant. I'm going to give them a giant head and wrinkled skin. and I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's weird that, that some people are born with these incredible, uh, you know, crazy extra folds of skin or flaps or... I don't, I don't really get the reason for it. I, I mean, obviously it comes from some kind of uh, deviant gene or some kind of uh, virus or some kind of infection or just some kind of uh, birth defect. But it just seems odd that these things uh, happen to us, that people have to suffer through this stuff that uh, must be just uh, so tough to live with. It's kind of like me living with my face. Have you seen my face lately? Good Lord.
Um, but anyways, nonetheless, at least we had the guy in here. At least we thought it was him. Turns out to be Kirk, who's always... Why is that guy... Captain James T. Kirk's always coming into my studio, but he thinks it's the bridge of the USS Enterprise. The guy's twisted. Um, but that's what I have to deal with here at the uh, Harland Highway. So uh, I hope you dig it. And uh, for God's sakes, don't be sitting on any uh, elephant toilets because I don't want you to contract elephantitis. <laughs> Welcome to The government doesn't want you to know The government doesn't want you to know that carrots grow underground because if they grew the other way they'd be sharp pointy spikes sticking out of the ground People will be walking along and put their foot right through a sharp orange spike so that's why carrots grow underground. For the safety of our feet. The government doesn't want you to know. I mean, come on, come on now, hey, hey, hey. Come on now, hey. Won't you come on now, hey? How many of you have been so selfish, so self-centered, that over the years you've eaten eggs? How many eggs have you eaten, people? 30 dozen, 40 dozen, 100 dozen? You fry them, you scramble them, you omelet them, whatever. But how many of you just once, you selfish people, how many of you have just once given back to the farming community and instead of frying or cooking an egg, you sat on it and you incubated it? And you brought forth into this world a little baby fluffy chicky. Little baby chick. So busy consuming and thinking about you your whole life that you've never sat on an egg and brought the baby bird that lies deep inside out. Think of it. How many baby birds have you eaten? You're like a Komodo dragon. You're like a lizard. You're an egg-stealing lizard eating all these baby birds. Why must you be so selfish? Why can't you just take one egg and get some paper towels and, and some twigs and some old pencils and some old handkerchiefs or socks and make a little nest in your living room and take 20 days out of your life, take work off for 20 days, put an egg on your little homemade nest and just sit there and incubate it and watch Oprah and watch TV and watch movies and game shows. And in 20 days, ta-da, you got a little baby chick. Is that too much to ask, people? Oh my god, are we that selfish? So there's the challenge. I've got an egg here. And I've made a little nest out of some old office supplies and some old wiring that we have laying around. I've got a little nest. I'm putting the egg right there. And here I go. I'm sitting down. Hang on. Gotta be... This is delicately here. I'm, okay. I'm officially incubating the egg. Pretty soon I'm going to have a little baby chick here. Little yellow fluffy chick. And I challenge you people to do the same. Stop being so selfish. Stop eating everything. Give life, not omelet death. 
And speaking of death, is this any way to die? Um, have you ever seen the guys on the Harleys ripping down the highway? And, you know, it's the big hog and it's making all the noise. You know? And instead of the uh, the motorcycle having the handlebars, you know, down at around waist level, every now and then you see the uh, the motorcycle where the handlebars shoot straight up, literally about three feet in the air, right? And and then go to the right. So it looks like it looks like two hockey sticks sticking up out of the front of the motorcycle coming up out of the forks and what happens is the guy riding actually has to reach up so his hands are grasping the handlebars up over almost over his head up by his ears now can you imagine driving 10 20 30 50 100 miles with your hands way up over your head i mean picture yourself in your car if your steering wheel was up where your sun visor is okay (laughs) imagine uh driving across country with your arms up over your head steering the steering wheel up by your sun visor first of all you look like a dillweed okay you almost you look like a monkey hanging on a cage or you look like you're standing in the subway putting your arm up and holding one of those uh, railings they have up by the roof. And second of all, wouldn't you be incredibly uncomfortable and wouldn't your arms fall asleep? Wouldn't your, uh, the blood from your hands like slowly drip down into your butt? Like you can't leave your arms hanging up in the air like that for that long. They're going to go numb. Your your body can't keep pumping blood up like that forever. Or can they? I don't know. It just seems kind of ridiculous, man. What a great way to crash, right? Just driving along. Your arms go numb. You don't really feel it. You know when you're sleeping and you wake up and your arms are asleep? You go to grab them, and it feels like you get someone else's arm is in you. Be like, "Oh my God, who is that?" Oh, uh, it's just me, Dillweed. It's your own arm, butt munch. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's your own arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's asleep. Yeah. Stupid butt munch. Your arm was asleep, Dillweed. Yeah, asleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um. So you're just driving along and your arms nod off and your bike just starts steering itself. I don't know. It's like, what's next? Hey, man, you want to buy a Harley? Uh, Sure, man, but uh, where's the handlebars? Oh, uh, they're behind you, man. What? Yeah, it's the new thing. You just reach behind and, like, uh, you know, you steer from behind your back. Well, am I still sitting forward? Oh, yeah, you're still sitting forward, man, yeah. But you just reach back and, like, you you know, you give it the gas and the clutch and, you know. Okay, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, man, it's really cool, yeah. Okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah, really cool. I'll say it again, yeah. I mean, good Lord, man, who designed that thing? 
like a Gibbons ape or something. Hey, Gibbon, we need you to design a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good to us. <laughs> yep, yours too. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty stupid design, but uh, for all you guys out there driving, I, I don't even know how cool it looks. I'm guessing maybe that was part of the cool factor. Like, yeah, let's give these bikers like these uh, cool... Uh, Let's put their arms up over their ears, man. That'll look really cool. Well, you know what? You don't look that cool. You look kind of look looks kind of stupid. You know, your legs are stretched forward. Your arms are stretched forward. It looks like you got hit in the gut with a bowling ball or a cannonball. Someone shot a cannon in your stomach, and you're, like, flying backwards, and your arms and your legs are stretched out, except you're sitting on a bike. I don't know. Pretty stupid, man. But what do I know? I'm just your host, and I'm trying to steer you down the Harland Highway, okay? So put your helmet on. Put your arms above your head. Let's keep going. Mm, yeah. Pass me the ketchup there, Rog. Ooh, a little more salt, a little more pepper here. You got that toast I asked you for? Mm. Oh, God, this is good. What? We're on? Uh, oh, uh, this is Harlan Williams. Um, I'm just uh, I'm just having a little sn- snack here. I'm, I'm eating a pork chop. Why would I put ketchup on a pork chop? It... I'm eating. All right, it's a scrambled egg. Okay. I, I, I'm going to be honest here. I couldn't do it. I couldn't sit on the egg. I couldn't incubate it. I realized I'm not a pet-friendly person. I don't want a little baby chicken running around my house. I know I told all you people to incubate your eggs, but I... Damn, they're good. Mm. Oh, God, this is delicious. Let's open the rest of the eggs. I'm sorry, folks. I, t- I tried to do a good thing. Tried to encourage everyone to stop eating eggs and sit on them and incubate them and give life to baby chicks. But damn it, they're so tasty. And yes, we are like hungry lizards. We raid the nest. We eat the eggs. Tough titties. Sorry, chicks. You're going down. Down my throat. Mm. Come on, get... Yeah, flip that one over. I like it sunny side. Yeah, get those feet out of there, those little chicken feet. Pull them out. I don't want those. Okay, so let's talk about something something else that uh, involves the automotive uh, world. How many of you know how to change a tire? It seems like a simple question. It seems like a simple task. But I was amazed at how many people I ask... Uh, when it comes to changing a tire, I just, it was like a given to me. It's like, you know, well, yeah, you get a flat, you change a tire, but you'd be amazed at the amount of people when you say, yeah, can you change a tire? Like, no way. What? No. What? How do you change a tire? What? No, I can't do that. I can't even do a Rubik's Cube. How, how could I change a tire? 
Changing a tire isn't that tough, folks. All the tools are right there in your car. There's a, a jack and a and a wrench, and uh, there's even a tire, a brand-new tire for you, a spare tire. But um, as you know, there's never an opportune time for a flat tire. I had a run of flat tires recently. I had, like, three flat tires in the span of a month on a on my truck. I have a big black pickup truck, right? So the first time I was uh, at a gig, I was away doing a show somewhere, and I'd parked my truck at the airport so that when I got out of the airport, I could jump in my truck and drive home, right? I parked it right there at the garage, and uh, I got out of the airport. I ran across the uh, thing to the garage. I get in my truck. I start to back it up, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is that noise, and why does my truck feel like it's driving through mud? Well, right away, I was like, great. Flat tire! And I'm in, I'm in an underground garage at the airport. Not an underground garage, but one of those multi-layered garages where it's impossible to find a parking spot and blah, blah, blah. So I found a little empty patch, and uh, as much of a pain of an, in an ass it is that to, to change your tire, especially on a truck, the tires are a lot bigger, they're a lot heavier, there's a little more work involved, I managed to do it, and I was like, okay, that should be it for the next, you know, two years, how often do you get a flat, right? So uh, that week I go to the tire shop, I have them put on a newbie, I put the spare back underneath, and I'll be damned if about four days later I'm in my driveway, I wake up, I'm on my way to a meeting, or I'm going down to the store or something, and I start to back up, and I hear that sickening, like, sounds like two fat people rubbing together on a twister board. Like, what the hell is that? I get out. I look on the opposite side of my truck. The front tire on my right side is flat. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, within four days, I have another flat. So right away, I was like, oh, those guys at the tire shop, they probably shivved my front tire because, you know, I went, when I went in to get the back one fixed, it was just a, a leak. So I didn't have to get a whole new tire. I just got it patched for like 40 bucks. They didn't have to sell me the $300 tire, right? But that's just me being suspicious. Who wouldn't be? So I go in, and I get that one patched, and thankfully that was just a patch. That was another 30 bucks. I'll say So cut to the next week, I decide to go on a road trip in my truck. Yeah, that's right. I went 3,000 miles, and I'm going to tell you more about the road trip uh, in some upcoming episodes, because it was incredible. But I went almost 4,000 miles in my truck. And I'm a little bit, bit, bit of an, uh, an explorer. I like to go off-road. I like to find the old dirt roads that nobody goes down. I like to find the obscure way to get from A to B. I, I like to be on the road where there's the least amount of traffic, the least amount of people, so that I can experience the countryside, experience nature, and all that stuff. So if you want to know what one of the most vacuous and and wide open and and uninhabited states in the United States is, it's Nevada. 
Okay, go look at a map of the entire country, and you'll see highways and roadways crisscrossing every state. But you look at Nevada and and look at the size of that state, and you'll see it looks like there's only about six highways crisscrossing that state, and there's not a lot of little offshoots and little roads. And I can tell you from experience, when you do get on those highways, they are empty for hundreds of miles, hundreds of miles. Most highways, when you see it, you're, you're saying, oh, I was on a big empty stretch of highway. Well, you'll pass some farms in the distance or a gas station or something, right? You get on highways in Nevada, I promise you people, there is nothing, nothing for hundreds of miles. There's no farmhouse in the distance. There's no windmill. There's no silo. There's no light out in a field. There's nothing up in the hills. There's no fence post. There is nothing. It makes me even wonder why they put roads across Nevada. But I'll tell you, if you ever want to be on a road where you can just clear your mind and literally probably drive 100 miles an hour without ever seeing a cop, go to Nevada. So anyways, I'm in Nevada, and I do find between two of the paved traditional highways, I locate a dirt road that goes for probably about 90 miles between these two highways. So I'm in the middle of nowhere. This is a week after I got my second flat tire fixed. I'm driving down a dirt road in probably one of the most remote places in the United States because it's, like I said, it's a very empty state. Las Vegas is boom, and then Nevada turns into nothing, which I love, by the way. I love wide-open desert. It, there's something beautiful about it to me. Most people are like, oh, how boring. Just rocks and tumbleweeds and sand. Who likes sand? It gets in your eye and in your shoesies. Hey, when you get out there and you get out of your vehicle and you just stand there and you can just hear crickets chirping and the wind's blowing and, and there's that dry heat going through your hair, it is, it's heaven, man. You're away from everything. Till you've been there, don't knock it. But anyways, I'm straying off course. So I'm on this dirt road in the middle of Nevada, driving along, and all of a sudden you're... I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Are there some fat people behind a bush over there, like, slopping around on each other, covered with oil? Hell no, it's my tire that I just got fixed. I get out, boom. Flat tire, third one in, like, three weeks, man. I've never experienced that before, right? So there I am, and uh, I'm thinking, okay, no problem. I'm not going to panic. Meanwhile, I'm in one of those situations. You ever see that show on the Discovery Channel, I Shouldn't Be Alive? Okay, I am in the middle of a arid desert where you... I'm, I'm not that far from Death Valley. Okay? I'm in a location where you dehydrate very, very quickly. I'm in an arid desert. I don't have much water. I've maybe got one can, one bottle of water plus all the water in my windshield wiper fluid container under the hood, which I'm thinking that'll be a treat to dip into. Um, and I'm like, 
no worries, man. I got this covered. I got my jack. I got my wrench. I got everything. So here's what I do. I, I, I get the wrench out, and what you do is you, you loosen the bolts before you lift your vehicle up onto the jack because, you know, you don't want to be pushing on the wrench and you knock your, your vehicle off the jack. So one bolt, two bolt, three bolt, four bolt, no problem. They're a little tight, but with a little uh, elbow grease, I was able to move them. And then that fifth bolt, I'm like, wait a minute, this thing ain't budging. And I am pushing on the wrench. I'm, I'm jumping up and down on it. I'm getting up on it, standing on it with my feet, quite literally. And this bolt won't move. And I'm like, you're kidding me, man. I'm not going to get this tire off because the guy at the tire station didn't use elbow grease. He had one of those manual, those uh, those uh, hydraulic uh, rivet guns. You know when they take your tire off and put it on? It's like... You know that thing? And so obviously a machine like that with high-pressure air running through it is going to tighten your bolt tighter than you could probably humanly do it. So sure enough, one of my bolts is so tight I can't get it off. I'm stuck in the desert. All I'm thinking is I shouldn't be alive on the Discovery Channel. I'm pitching myself with a straw in my windshield wiper fluid. It's like I'm sucking a blue margarita. From under my Dodge Ram. Oh man, I'm I'm getting drunk on this antifreeze, man. Oh, this is the best party I've ever been to. Where are we? The middle of nowhere. Oh, thank you. I shouldn't be alive. You won't be for long. Oh God. So here's what I did. You, you know, you you get you get down to when you get into trouble, your brain starts to. You can either go one way. You can panic and become like an idiot. And just make things worse, or you can go into uh, you know survival mode, and you rationalize, and you take educated guesses at how things work and what you need to do to uh, help yourself survive. So basically, I'm noticing that the way my tire is sitting on this on this uh, flat piece of dirt road is that the final bolt that won't come loose is right down at ground level and it's at the point where the rim is hitting the road so in other words all the pressure of my heavy vehicle is concentrated to that one point all the weight is resting on what i'm assuming is the last bolt that won't move so what i do is i put my car truck in gear and i pull forward about you know five six inches so now the bolt the stubborn bolt that wouldn't move is now up in the air, and it's over to the right, and there's no weight on that bolt. So I'm thinking um, by dispersing the weight, it might help. And so I put the wrench back on, and I try to move it with my hands, and I'm pushing so hard, my palms are hurting. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm not going to be able to push on this wrench much longer. My palms are probably bruising I'm pushing so hard. So one last time, I get up there on my feet, and I'm literally, like, bouncing up and down, and then I fall off the wrench, and 
I'm thinking, oh, no, either the wrench just popped off the nut or that nut finally budged. Well, thankfully, the nut budged, and uh, I was able to remove the tire. Now, the point of this whole thing being it might be worth your while to learn how to change a tire because not everywhere you go in life there's going to be a triple A, okay? And... um, you know what, guys, if you're with your girl, I, I hate to say this, but I also get the impression, and I could be wrong, but I get the impression that I I think that girls dig a guy that can change his own tire. I think they think it's a little macho, a little tough, a little, you know, he's a man's man type of thing. And I don't want to be insulting, but I don't know how many ladies know how to change a tire. And I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm just being real. I, I'm willing to put money on the table that, you know, a high percentage of women do not know how to change a tire and don't have any inclination to learn or want to know. Well, you should take the time to learn because at the end of the day, it's quite easy. It's not that hard. And it could save your life, or it could save you from being in a lot of trouble. Um, And, ladies, if you do change your own tire, it will make you a man's man. Yeah, it'll make you more manly, which I don't know if that's the desired effect you want, but I said it. So there you go. Um, Learn how to change your tire and... uh, Whatever you do, don't learn how to change your podcast because this is the place to be right here on the Harlan Highway with me. And uh, I'm glad you made it safely with me here. Check your air pressure. Take off because we got to go. But until next time, as always, chicken chow, man, baby.